Get back in control with Off the Wagon, adventures in emotional eating, health, and weight loss. Each episode containing fork-sized mindset tweaks, perspective shifts, and lifestyle hacks to get you back on the wagon. Whether it's habit change, emotional eating, addictions, weight loss, willpower, or relationships, there's something here for you. So let's get on the wagon and get down the road to your goals with me, Christy R. Hall. Welcome to episode 22, where today we're talking about inner conflict, what it is, how to get to the root of it, and how to resolve it. Whether you know it by the name inner conflict or not, chances are that you have experienced this very real cause of self-sabotage in your life. Inner conflict is caused by more than one opposing internal motivation. And these conflicting motivations may be caused by beliefs or needs or both. So here are a couple of examples um, just so that you can understand what we're talking about today. The first examples I'm going to give you are of conflicting needs. So here's a conflict. Let's say you are physically hungry, but you don't have time to eat because you have an important meeting that you're on your way to right now. You're conflicted with yourself because you have a need to eat, but you also have a need to do your job. And so you're likely to feel feelings of frustration, anger, and mild despair. Here's another conflict. Let's say that you are at a departmental birthday party. Everyone is eating cupcakes. You know that you are sugar sensitive and that eating one will cause you to crave sugar for the rest of the week. So you choose not to eat, but your coworker starts pressuring you to have a cupcake, live a little, and join the party. And so your physical needs to stay clear of a potentially triggering food are conflicting with your social needs to fit in, be a part of the team, and belong. And you're likely to get feelings of frustration, confusion, perhaps anger, guilt, and even hopelessness. And in these situations, these conflicts, they're not huge issues, and you can resolve them easily enough. But they may result in the self-sabotage of other goals. And what I mean is, is you may grab a donut from the break room as you walk down the hall to your meeting. Or you may pick up the donut, put it on your plate, thinking, You'll just not eat it, and that'll be enough to placate her, but then end up eating it anyway. Most of us try to resolve our inner conflicts by finding some way to meet these multiple needs without having to neglect either one of them. And it's kind of a compromise. Um, Most of the time, both of our solutions end up being kind of uh, half-assed, but that's the nature of the beast. And... But sometimes it's not always possible, and most of the time it's not always optimum. However, sometimes the underlying need is unconscious or misunderstood. And when that happens, we can get into real trouble. But before I get to that, I want to give you a couple of examples of inner conflict that comes from a belief rather than a need. These are examples of how personal beliefs can conflict with each other. 
So let's say that you believe you must get rid of your emotional eating patterns and programs and behaviors, but you also believe that food makes you feel good and that it's your only friend and your only source of comfort. So you're likely to feel fear at the idea of letting go of food and being abandoned, despair at the possibility of having no source of comfort. You're likely to feel overwhelmed, a sense of martyrdom, or why me, or why can't I? You may feel helplessness or futility at your situation. Here's another example. You may believe that you must eat right and exercise consistently to have more energy, to reverse your current health issues, or to avoid negative health issues in the future. But you also believe that you're too weak, undisciplined, or don't have enough willpower to stick to any health protocol so that you can feel good. And this is likely to result in cycles of yo-yo dieting or diet sabotage, self-criticism, procrastination, frustration, and likely some hopelessness. And so while inner conflict is largely unavoidable due to our needs and beliefs and the nature of life in general, it's still possible to resolve these conflicts. And when we do, achieving our goals becomes easier. We have to understand that our minds are belief-making machines, constantly making meaning about our experiences, both positive and negative, and then making that reflect on ourselves in the form of judgments about who we are and what we are. And most of the time, it's done without any conscious awareness or efforts on our part. The most important reason inner conflict is so important for us to resolve is that this conflict is the key to self-sabotage. It creates this chronic internal stress that leads to anxiety, depression, insomnia, um, panic disorders, and other stress-related conditions. And worse, it creates this constant struggle and frustration, feeling powerless to do anything or change anything in our lives. And who wants to live like that? When what we do is determined by an inner conflict that we do not understand, it can sabotage our entire lives. For example, I say I want to lose weight, but I can never stick to a plan long enough to accomplish it. The reason for not sticking to a diet or way of eating or plan could very well be related to an unrecognized and conflicting need or personal belief. Let's say I'd like to quit drinking alcohol on the weekends, but I keep putting it off and I've been saying it for years. This procrastination is probably driven by an unconscious need or a limiting belief. Say I really need to eliminate sugar from my diet to better control my blood sugar, but every time I try, the cravings get so bad, I give in. Again, sabotaging the healthy choice surely has to do with needs and beliefs that are outside of our conscious awareness. You know part of what you want, need, or believe, but you're experiencing the symptoms of both sides of your inner conflict. Your unconscious needs and beliefs 
are still impacting your decision, even though you're not consciously aware of why or understand how or why. Some form of stress or frustration or failure is the inevitable result. Basically, there's a missing piece to the puzzle and you keep trying to solve it without knowing what that piece is. And when you do that, there's no way that you're going to get the right answer. And this leads to the frustration, the struggle, and the continued failure that you keep seeing. So there are three steps to solving and resolving this inner conflict. And understand, when I talk about this and I give you these three steps, that makes it sound very simple. But resolving inner conflict is a process that usually occurs over time. It's not instantaneous. There's no um, Harry Potter swish and flick. Um, And so, you know, the three steps that I'm going to be giving you is an overview of the stages based on my experience and working with clients. And step number one is to uncover the internal conflict. Usually when we are struggling with something and we keep sabotaging ourselves, you can almost bet money that we only know and understand one side of the conflict. But we need conscious awareness of both sides of the conflict to successfully resolve it. Sometimes we find that the hidden part of the conflict is tied to a memory, something we experienced that we made meaning about that is difficult to accept. Oftentimes, that meaning we made is completely false and totally untrue, like we are unlovable or unworthy, but it was established as a child and... For some reason, as an adult, it still goes unchallenged and unquestioned. Resolution of our conflict usually is not instantaneous, but for some it is. It usually requires some degree of self-awareness and a willingness to look at the scary and painful parts of life. The bonus is that when you become fully aware of all the aspects of the inner conflict, you will be able to understand yourself better. You will be able to see both sides of the conflict. So you'll be able to say things like, I want to be happy and live long, healthy, fulfilling life. But part of me is motivated to remain unhappy because I also believe that I deserve to feel bad about myself. I want to make my needs known and be valued and respected for who and what I am. But part of me also believes that I only have value when I make others happy and that caring for my own needs is selfish. I want to control my blood sugar because my doctor says that I should, but I also want to eat all the sugar I want because it tastes good and I should get to eat whatever I want whenever I want. I want to lose weight as quickly as possible, but I also don't want to follow the rules because I think I'm metabolically special and their rules shouldn't apply to me. Hopefully in these examples, you can see the conflict and the problems and how there would be some struggle and some self-sabotage that would go on here. And hopefully you recognize 
some aspects of yourself. When you're aware of all the aspects of the conflict, you're in a position to do something about them. And as long as an element remains outside of your awareness, complete resolution is not really possible. So this is your mission, should you choose to accept it. Inner conflict is unavoidable, but it's also resolvable. But inner conflict isn't something that you can brute force, rush, or push your way through. You don't attempt to ignore or override, discount or discredit your thoughts and feelings that come up, no matter how illogical or irrational they are. This is how most of us unsuccessfully handle our self-sabotage and inner conflict. We must instead stop and be patient, allow and honor both sides of the conflict. Instead of passing judgment, seek to understand. After all, this is you. It's your life and your mind. It will probably be easy to acknowledge the conscious aspects or elements. After all, you've been doing that for a while. But see if you can also acknowledge the negative or self-sabotaging side as well. And honestly, most of us don't even know where to start here. So take a step back. If it's not readily apparent why you are sabotaging yourself, see if you can separate yourself from this issue or this problem. Think about it like this. If you saw someone on TV who was just about your height, just about your size, with a similar family situation, who felt the same about their job and their life and their lifestyle, who was also struggling, um, who... If you knew their family history because you'd seen it on TV, what possible reasons would you suggest for them to have the problem they have? It's not that each answer you come up with is going to be an aspect of your problem, but rather you're building a starting point from which you can start picking apart the problem and attempting to uncover the roots of your problem. So... You see a woman who is struggling with emotional eating, and when you think about that TV show character, you think, she seems unhappy, or she's always trying to please others, or she's trying to lose weight for her mom. But you can tell that her weight doesn't really bother her. You think about that TV character who always looks so tired and haggard who can't manage to follow her plan because she's always busy, always running around, always taking the kids to some sort of extracurricular activity. And you may think, she's staying busy to avoid something. Or perhaps she only has value through the accomplishing of things or by gaining the label of supermom by others. When you extract yourself from the issue, from the situation, you can better extract and suggest possible root causes for the problem without making judgments about the problem or the person who has them. When you have a handful of these ideas to play with, you can sit down with each one for just a bit. Try it on for size. Does it make sense that you've been stuck 
for so long because of this particular need or belief. If it doesn't make perfect sense, then perhaps that particular need or belief may not be relevant. And that's okay. The point is persistence. Keep digging. Because it's hard to get to the real root of what we believe. But it makes sense that you might, I don't know, struggle to manage your weight or your blood sugar using a specific plan if you don't follow their guidelines or make up rules of your own or keep giving in. And you have beliefs that create situations where you would continue to give in. Doesn't it make sense that you would continue to try to lose weight for your mother to please her because even though you ultimately fail, you're still trying and, you know, it's not that big of a deal to you to keep trying. Doesn't it make sense that you might struggle if it's something that you don't truly believe in? Wouldn't it be easier to continue going and doing and working and accomplishing rather than to face the emptiness that comes when you do nothing and face your value and worth without all that activity? Your subconscious mind wants to keep you safe. Sure, absolutely safe from death, but also safe from pain. Safe from the unknown, which to your subconscious mind, might also lead to death. Most of us try to be logical and rational about all those negative feelings. We tell ourselves that it's not really likely to be that way in reality, which may in fact be the truth. Quitting your job and you know beginning an entrepreneurial adventure is not likely to leave you abandoned and alone. Deciding to make peace with your body won't cause you to instantly die a fiery, painful death. But to our subconscious mind, this is not how it works. If you think of your subconscious mind as a five-year-old who's afraid of the dark, you'd have a more accurate description. And that is to say that all the unknowns or dark spots or shadows to our subconscious mind have the potential to be hiding instant death. Monsters under the bed. And so like that lizard who runs from your shadow as you pass by, our subconscious mind sends us running back to the safety of what we know. A corporate job, a bad relationship, a bucket full of ice cream. Even if what we know and what we're living in and what we're experiencing on a day-to-day basis isn't what we want, and it sucks. Whether we realize it or not, our personal histories play a dramatic role in the decisions we make. Our past experiences provide the foundation for the meaning of present events and guiding our related decisions now. Once you get a handle on the aspects of an inner conflict that have surfaced in your mind, And congratulations on that, by the way. We now have the opportunity to work on our issue. You can tackle it on your own using tools such as downloading a hypnosis MP3, um, doing some emotional freedom technique, EFT tapping, or any of its variations. 
There are lots of instructional videos online for free and many are very easy to learn. You can journal and brainstorm and see if you can come up with new solutions that take your knowledge into account. If you find you're still struggling, you can get help from a therapist, a neuro-linguistic programming practitioner, that's NLP, um, a practitioner of the tapping version that you've chosen, a hypnotist, or even a rapid transformational therapy practitioner. You have lots of options, and the ones I've listed here aren't even an extensive list. For some, just having full knowledge of the complete problem is enough for the problem to collapse and go away on its own. For others, with the entire issue on the table, their conscious mind will harness the resources and begin to naturally find solutions and new ideas will emerge. Which tool or method you choose is less important than getting to the root cause or causes? At any rate, as always, be gentle with yourself. Doing this kind of work is what I call heavy lifting, and you should treat it as such. Be diligent, careful, mindful, and considerate of what you're trying to do. Trying to unpack some of the thoughts and beliefs in your head is going to be a bit like trying to move a mattress all by yourself. It's going to feel awkward, and it's going to be hard work. But you can get it done just be sure to lift with your legs. Okay, guys, I hope that this has been helpful for you today. If you have any questions or concerns or just want to reach out to me about what you're struggling with, I would love to hear from you. You can catch up with me on Facebook at fb.me forward slash coach Christy R. Hall or at my website, www.christyrhall.com. Thanks so much, and I'll talk to you soon.